Here he is, Nigel Yeldon, yes. our rugby editor. Morning. Did you make it through? Did you stay up to watch Origin last oh, night? Did you make it yes. Th- and did you make it through? Oh, yeah. You did? Yeah. yeah we all did. Yeah, we all did. It's, like, it's, our, yeah, it's, it's our first clean sweep of making it right through to full time for the three of us. It was a good game. I enjoyed it. Mm, I it really good, enjoyed eh? that sort of a game. There was nice... Yeah, you kind of thought, holy cow, New, New South Wales are going to mop the floor with them after about 20 minutes. Then all of a sudden, they get that intercept try, and then the yeah. Queen, Queenslanders dominate that second sort of stanza of the first half. And then it was, I just thought it was nice cut and thrust to begin, and then just New South Wales. Can, we, can we tap into that yeah. tribalism they've got in Melbourne, do you think, across New Zealand? Or is the only way we do that through the ITM Cup rugby competition, and it's just not what it was? I think that's where it is, and you're right. It's not really what it was anymore. Mm. You, you talk about the saturation in Melbourne. Um, I think sometimes, particularly when it comes to, to, to rugby, people are like, oh, we've got too much of it. Um, I personally don't see that. But then again, I'm a person that really enjoys watching any form of sport, mm. um, no matter what it is. But, you, you know, me, Kento, any, anything from Whanganui, yeah. mate, I, I'm there. I'd love seeing people from my region, my community, my town going absolutely great guns. And I, I get a great sense of pride knowing that I'm from that same wee part. Do you know the other thing that Melbourne's got that we're missing in a lot of this, which Chicago the has, which is, all, which is also a magnificent sports city as well? Public transport that's really easy to get places is what they do have. Mm. And and uh, that's obviously a, uh, an entirely different thing, but the the old A-Town, it's, it's quite a tricky well, thing be, to get around in. Can't be that great. Brad Fittler decided to walk to the ground last yeah, night. Yeah, I like that, so, you know, yeah. He's looking, along. He's he looks more fun slim. to play for. He's looking very slim. Vegan. Gone yeah. vegan. Is oh, meditates. Is that what it is? Yeah. Happy. I was hoping the stress of the job, surely the stress of the job ain't getting to him. No, he's game. a very, very relaxed person. And we got told by Ray Hadley yesterday Public afternoon. transport, whether it be good, bad or poor in Auckland, it'll still be chocker for this game yeah. on Saturday. What travel you, with your ticket there. What did you think of the All Blacks team name just, what, two hours ago? The, the first thing that it sort of uh, struck me was the move of Ben Smith back out to the right wing to accommodate Geordie Barrett. Um, no injury to Waisaki Naholo, no injury to Nehemilna Scudder, so this is straight tactical. Uh, and then also, the, that, that was the main one. Not surprised to see them use Anton Leonard-Brown uh, in midfield alongside Ryan Crotty. The other one that, got, that I'm a, a little bit surprised about is just how do you leave Richie Moanga out of a 23-man squad at the moment? I mean, he's the form first five of Super Rugby. He's actually playing better first five rugby at that particular competition level than what Bowdoin Barrett is. Now, I know this is a different team, and I know it's a different level, and he hasn't had as much. But when you look at the two um, competitors for that particular position, Richie Moanga and Damian McKenzie, I know McKenzie's got the experience, but most of that's at fullback. And do you really need... You've, you've got three guys that can play fullback in that mm. squad now. You've got Ben Smith, Geordie Barrett, Bowdoin Barrett, actually four, Geordie, the two Barrett, bo- uh, the two Barrett boys, Ben Smith, and you've got Damian McKenzie as well. That, to me, is a little bit OTT. Well, there's a, a text that came in this morning which agrees with you. Starting forward packs the best available. It's hard to quibble about the forward reserves, but the selectors have heard in the backs. Hanson clearly has a major like uh, for Jay Barrett. There's a different word. Uh, but OK, the McKenzie selection makes zero sense. It's an interesting one with that one too. Yeah. And someone else has said, Geordie's poor under a high ball, and someone else said he's not a great tackler. He's a big hitter. He is a big hitter. He, and and he, he very f- much enjoys contact I was going to say, well, I think he's really enjoyed, and, and he likes playing up, up in that front line. In, yeah, he in does. 12 and 13. He, I think that's probably where he prefer, would prefer to play, if possible. He wants 12. I thought Gregor Paul did a great piece this morning in the New Zealand Herald where he spoke with regards to um, a, a lot, with, with regards to the rush defence. We heard Steve Hansen and Ian Foster talk about, you know, the trend is very much that rush defence. Well, one way that you, uh, you you try and beat that is you kick more. Yeah. And so who are your, your kick, uh, best kick chasers? Well, Ben Smith is one, 
and a big tall and a big and a big tall Jody uh, Jordy Barrett who yeah. is a guy who is um, who is I think he's a lot better in the air than what that texture has given them credit for. He's, yeah, he's um, he's big, he's fast. We we know that he can he can play. I'm still just a little bit surprised. I guess maybe that might be me being a little bit conservative. But I thought, okay, well, you immediately go, how's Waisaki Naholo's form been? Been pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, that that's the only ones where I really look at it and go, no. Nah, Everything else makes sense. I thought maybe a specialist lock on the bench as well. Yes. But, again, they've gone via for Peter, and he is the guy that they, they see as they want, want to use in that role. So he's a slightly lighter frame, which seems ridiculous when you have a look at the size of the man, but but he's a slightly lighter frame than those other ones. And Because I'm a little bit with you, because when I look at the French team, they grind, and they're very heavy, and they're on their way through. So then I was trying to figure out in my head, well, if you got him out there as well, are they trying for a quicker bench in the second half? But, you know, he's he put in big work for the Hurricanes when they went on that run through, and he was playing lock. And the other thing you've got to remember as well is, well, we look at him and go, he's quite slight. Remember last year, they were at pains to tell us that they put about 6, 7 kgs on him. They took him from 109 up to around 116, 117. <laughs> slight, eh? He's so, slight. But you look at him, he's got a, obviously a little bit extra to sort of uh, yeah, spread it across. But, you know, that, that's the only thing that stood out for me. Everything else... Makes sense, but I, I looked at that back three and be interested to get a little bit more feedback from uh, Coach Hanson when we speak to him just after midday today, and also as well the, the Moanga versus McKenzie thing. Aside from that, it's it's pretty hard to argue. Yeah, that'll be the first question asked, I imagine, Moanga and uh, McKenzie. Whitelock and Kane have both been named to start. Any mm. chance they've been managed to be right for this game? Yeah, there's a good chance that they have been managed to be right for this particular game. Um, it'll be denied um, that they said, I'll keep them out, but uh, I think that there is a very good chance this All Black coaching group um, know what those men are capable of, know what Ryan Crotty's capable of as well. So clearly feel confident that despite the fact that Sam, I think, is going well over a month now without mm. rugby, might even be closer to around about five weeks, that he is capable of, of getting up to speed. And again, he has shown that in the past. I think he plays his 97th test this weekend. So And, and the same with Sam Kane. He was very close. Like Sam, when I spoke to him, I was lucky enough to speak to him on the Friday before that Crusaders encounter. He was fizzing at the bung. He was ready to go. He felt really, really good. And then they decided, no, nah, they're just not going to make that particular call. So, yeah, I, I think there's a, always a lot of trust. Steve Hansen will talk about that, trusting these players, trusting what they have done in preseason, trusting what they've done in the Black Jersey before. And I suspect that's a, probably a line we're going to hear this afternoon. French team named at eight. What do we think? Yeah, I don't think they'll go too far away uh, from what you saw those last sort of two, three games of the Six Nations. Um, I guess the interest will be with regards to uh, the loose forward mix, considering that um, uh, Yakuba Kamada is not going to be there. Winston Laurie has been given uh, the week off, uh, has been given this particular tour off. Will they bring in this young fella who was an absolute standout in, in the last game of the Six Nations and has just come in from Galatia. Uh, um, yeah, 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 just come in from Kevin, uh, the weirdest French name ever. Kevin Gordon. Well, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Gordon will be in the mix. I'm thinking did, of did uh, Mathieu, Mathieu um, uh, Babelio, I think is, is the guy's name. Oh, yeah, that's a good um, pronunciation. So uh, yeah. I, he'd be the guy, uh, 24, the one they're calling they the love revelation. They eh? Yeah, Whether he comes in. On the back of that final, whether Brunel uses any of those guys, there was only three or four of them that played in that, that top 14 final. So, mm. um, But I, I think what we've seen throughout the latter half of the Six Nations, I think you will see that resurface again. Although talk about them wanting to get their attacking game going, having established defence in the Six Nations. Maybe a guy like a Bapti Saran comes in at halfback as opposed to a Maxi Maginot, but uh, either way. Who did you get in the FIFA World Cup sweep yesterday? I got Sweden, oh. but I've made a great arrangement with now, Lucy. Now, there's you know, arrangements going on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, what did you do? I got, because um, Lucy got Iceland. I, 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 I love the you Icelandic love Iceland. team. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love the, yeah. the clap. 
Uh, just, and love the way they've built their particular team. Yeah. Um, so Lucy and I have made a deal. So if Sweden or I- Iceland win, oh. Lucy and I, we're just going to split the... Cause, oh, right. Split down he, the middle. See, that is conservative. Because Hayden O'Neill was late with his pace, so Peard paid him in. Oh, but dude, now, he was... But now Peard's taken a percentage. Yeah. Mate, he's been trying to trade his 2022 <laughs> and 2026 offer sweepstake draw. Picks for this. Also, cash considerations are on the card as yeah. well. Shalom. Yeah. He, he works part of his for team. The Good luck, Hayden. Celtics. He works for the Celtics. Mind you, our mate Merv the Massport did spit out Sweden as the winner yesterday. There you go. Yeah, there Live it is. In a radio sport world FIFA first Man. set, if you're listening, it'll be Sweden, 81 to 1. Hey, thanks, Nigel. Nigel yelled it on the case. Right now.